Oh, baby. It's Saturday afternoon. It is. And I feel great. It's really hot. It's hot in this studio. I'm flannel for yeah, some why? reason. It's I, August. Well, it's a thin flannel. You're very stupid. Yeah. And uh, it is too hot in here, uh, but it is beautiful. The sun is sort of shining. And, uh, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's August. Yeah. For August one more day? Is it one more day for August? Yeah, today's the last day of August. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Yeah, whatever. We did it. Yeah, we hey, did friends, good, good idiots summer. and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about social media and rejection. This is Blocked Party. It's episode 41. And as we said, we're recording on the last day of August. My life is about to be ruined. You're going back to school. Yeah, I'm going back to school in uh, three days. Well, I probably won't work the first week of school, but you're a substitute. I'm so. a substitute, yeah. a piece of shit, as it were. Uh, we have a great guest with us, and I want to introduce him so he can get in on this discussion immediately. He's a comedian and author. Uh, his book is out now. It's called My Life as a Goddess, and he's going to be in Milwaukee on October 12th. Guy Branham is here. Hi, Guy. Hi, Guy. Hello. Good to be here. Oh. Where are you guys located? We're, We're in, in Vancouver, Vancouver British Columbia. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. Yes. It's an, have you been here before, Guy? Yes, it's where American television is made. Ah, yes, that's right. That is yeah. a great, uh, a great and yeah, true absolutely. fact. Absolutely. But I sincerely believe uh, that BC audiences are the best Canadian audiences because um, you are the Canadian. You're as nice as Canadians, but able to believe in yourself more than um, Torontonians. Or Ontarians more generally. Oh, that's a good... Do you yeah. believe in yourself, Stefan? Uh, not at all. Oh, I'm from Vancouver. I don't believe in myself at all. And John is from Toronto and definitely believes in himself. Way too much but, self-belief. Yeah. No, no, no. But the thing is, <laughs> is that like the people of Ontario know that they get to be in charge of the country and so have that arrogance, but they think that they're always supposed to be deferential and nice so that nobody thinks they're too big for their britches, where um, people from Vancouver have the riches of nature and the knowledge that their winter will be fun, not oppressive. That's true, actually. Yeah, that's I mean, very it, well it, said. It, it rains a little bit, but you know, it's never it's never too bad. It yeah. snows once a year, maybe. I wouldn't say our winter is oppressive. No, no, no not at all. No, it's not. Nice. It's not an Ontario winter. No, I mean, and I grew up. I, I mean, I moved here twenty years ago when I was thirteen. So I think when you're a kid, snow doesn't feel oppressive. You're just like, oh yeah. hell yeah, I get to go skating and tobogganing and live my life. You're you're you don't even give a shit that your parents like hate that they have to drive you everywhere and that, you know, life sucks for them. Whereas like here, like now that I'm an adult, I'm like snow. Cause you still have to go to work no, and you still have to. Yeah. 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 Like, I think that thing of so many things that, like, meant you got to avoid your responsibilities when you're a child, when you're an adult, you just have to deal with them. I'd also like to say, I don't know if it's bigoted of me, but I do not trust a Canadian man who isn't a heterosexual man who isn't at least somewhat, um, like, pushy about his skating skills. Like, <laughs> if you're not in some way talking about your skating skills indirectly... I'm like, how do you fit into heterosexual Canadian masculinity? <laughs> I mean, uh, when it comes to heterosexual masculinity, something I like to do is just skate around it, guy. And I'm actually very good at <laughs> skating. <so. laughs> uh, I've been playing hockey Fair. my whole life. Well, you can uh, actually skate. I can't. I mean, that's it, another Vancouver thing, I think. You can't skate. No one in Vancouver can skate. If yeah, you're from Vancouver. And that's why everyone in Toronto hates everyone in Vancouver. They're like, we can't trust these guys who don't skate out there. What the fuck is wrong with them? Is is that because all of you dirty pothead hippies are snowboarding? <laughs> there's that. I mean, I'm playing soccer usually because we can play yeah. soccer year round. So, so there's that. It's, thing. it's soccer. It's I mean, it's basically just soccer, I would say. Yeah. No one really plays hockey out here, unfortunately. Yeah, because we have in, in Ontario, you have the like hockey's in the winter and soccer's in the summer. And in the summer, you got to choose between soccer or baseball. And then hockey's like the only thing in the winter. 
And here, it's like you got to choose between like hockey and soccer in the winter. Well, you curl as well. John's a professional well, curler. I, we so shouldn't have told you talk about We shouldn't have Canadian. probably yeah. mentioned that. Wait, do you actually curl? Yeah, I actually curl like pretty competitively, yeah. I like that no one curls before the age of 35. <laughs> like, um, Except that's me. not true. I know, but like, it seems when you see can, like professional teams, there's always like, the young buck at 31. <laughs> That's me. I'm, but the, I'm 33. <laughs> but the, but the skip is always 57 and like has seen some things. Yeah. And is like just about to die. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much, yeah. that's pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. I like, I've never skipped. So for me, I'm, I've always been the young buck, but I started curling when I was 13, which is oh not God. the age you want to do it. Cause that's no one, no one respects you. I mean, no one respects you. No one respects you for being a curler at any age. But certainly, when you're a child, it is not a good. Like, how did you explain it to your friends? Uh, I just told them I was at hockey practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy way of explaining it. Where are Where are you from originally, guy? I'm from Northern California, where oh. there is no snow or ice. Yeah, so it's that's just nice. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And you're in LA. Well, you're a- in LA right now. I'm in LA right yeah. now. Where I'm from is oppressively hot in the summertime. Like it is 110 this week. Oh god! But um, LA is nice and 77 always. Yeah, it is really nice. And I have a question for you, guy, because we we've been debating this on the last few episodes. Speaking of Canadian heterosexuality, Stefan's growing this mustache, and mm-hmm. uh, I would love your opinion on it because I have been saying for weeks that it's horrible. John Stefan doesn't. Stefan doesn't agree. He thinks it's great. I think it's charming. Look, would I like a photo of Stefan without a mustache to see what he's playing with here? But I think it's fun. <laughs> and it, it works on its own terms and is a little bit like hilarious. Can you believe I have a mustache? Like it's got that little bit of, um, I mean, a little bit like late 70s substitute teacher going on. Yeah. Um, so it feels both ironic and sincere at the same time. But Stefan, do you look 14 without a mustache? Yes. Like you seem to have a very young face. Yeah. Well, then you got to deal with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I, I still actually, I don't get ID'd anymore with the mustache. Right. I kind of, okay. the, the thing, the comparison I get the most is like Steve Buscemi in like a period crime movie. Right. Which is yeah. like not yeah. horrible. I think for Halloween, I'm going to go as, you know, the meme. You're of, keeping it until Halloween. Are you like upset about that? Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to go as the meme of Steve Halloween Buscemi. Halloween is my birthday, Stefan. No, Don't. I know. Uh, well, so I'll shave it the day after for your birthday. But uh, where he's got the skateboard and the backwards yes. hat, and he's like, how do you do fellow kids? So I think I can yes. pull that off yeah. uh, as, That's as a Halloween costume. But I, this is three weeks of, of growth. Um, the thing is, I'm blonde, and this is like black for some reason. So I don't know what happened between well, here and it's here. It's pubes. It is, yeah. yeah I'm going to go buy some, uh, some beard oil today and, and see if that helps at all because it is very bristly it is but you you like it though. Uh, yes there is something so hot when um like a, a guy has like a well-conditioned beard like it's well-maintained it just seems so healthy that's yeah, a good like point. I, the, mine is not like that no and you sort of is, have the scraggly mine is sort of unhealthy yeah like i see the thing is the i problem can is grow... my neck beard goes too far down that's my Ugh. issue. yeah you can see it so it's like i shave it and i get about i get Two days of, oh, okay, this guy's maybe not terrible looking. And then five days of, oh, this is guy that gonna probably, keep going? Is this that guy probably shouldn't your... be in this school. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I, and I will be, I'm back in school soon. So I that's going to be so not great. What I might try, cause I can only really go grow facial hair like here, just like in a little circle. I might try the full 
uh, handlebar. But the issue with that is that I've already grown this part. And so there's going to be that transition period where it's like half grown here and just looks Uh horrendous. You know, is it worth the sacrifice? What do you think, John? I think none of this is worth any of whatever, like, like define worth, you know, like that's a big saying. Well, like, will it look good eventually? No, no, it doesn't look good now and it won't look good if there's more of it. (laughs) I think one of the great tragedies of Canadian heterosexual masculinity (laughs) is that you guys don't have civil war generals to inspire your facial hair choices. You have, you know, like no one's looking through photos of the Charlottetown conference for... (laughs) For looks to turn. I mean, we have, we have, so we don't have the facial hair, but we have like the 1980s Edmonton Oilers for like feathered. Mm. Oh, so we have that. that. That's very true. That's yeah. very true. And we got a hot, yeah. a hot prime minister. Um, It's true though. I have to tell you, what, would you like to know my strongest Canadian political stance? Yes, Absolutely. we would. Yes. Jagmeet Singh is also hot. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. And okay. Like, after what happened, look, I mean, the photos of both uh, Trudeau and his father planking are some of the hottest things I've ever seen. <laughs> but after the, the shit that went down with Jody Raybould Wilson, which you as like British Columbians should be taking offense to. Yeah. Like he, like he, he pulled some shit. The liberals at the end of the day, they are the better party and they will always pull some shit. Um, and I, I think just remembering that Jagmeet Singh is hot and you have another opportunity for a prime minister who is periodically going to wear pastel turbans. Like, put that into your head before you just, like, say, oh, well, let's keep the sexy young guy. Also, how much I want to see Trudeau, Emmanuel Macron, and the Spanish prime minister have sex with each other, I cannot (laughs) emphasize enough. We missed out on uh, Jack Layton as prime minister, as, like, the the, the the silver fox The silver fox mustache. I mean, he had, like... You had that one election where the NDP did so well, and it was entirely just off of the fact that, like, he was smooth and had flow and was hot. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a good point. I'm just impressed that you know who Jody Raybould Wilson is. Like, that is a bit for an American. That's very that's really good. I'm, I'm loving um, this. Canadian, the, like, the Canadian presumption that we will ne- never know anything about you guys is the sweetest and most adorable thing, <laughs> and I really enjoy it. And also, you guys. It kind of pissed me off because you guys had some, like, real political shit going down. And, like, her in front of the Judiciary Committee, or whatever it was called, was, like, raw political bravery of a sort you don't see that much. Um, And I really was, like, I remember being, like, Trudeau will not be Prime Minister by the end of April. Um, And I was wrong because I underestimated your guys' capacity to just be, like, yeah, but he's getting the job done. I think it's still like he's still somehow coasting on a wave of Stephen Harper was such a fucking loser robot that like yes. there's so even though Trudeau's made all these mistakes, it's kind of it's I would say it's like similar to like Obama. It's like Obama yeah. Obama was doing some shady shit, but he seemed like such a good like it, on the like human rights issues and stuff. He seemed like such a good man that you're like, OK, this is, you know, and I feel like it's the same with Trudeau. It's like he's marching hand in hand in pride parades with Jagmeet and and every, you know, and all that stuff. And everyone's like and Elizabeth May and everyone's like, oh, my God, you know, so yeah. that kind of it's like a trade off. You're like, oh, well, at least he's not Harper still. He has nice socks, too. Great socks. Yeah. 
Um, I was at the first Pride uh, when he was after he was elected, and that was in Toronto, and that was really exciting. The thing, uh, I, the thing I'm like genuinely worried about is uh, if Andrew Shear wins, and uh, we have the first world leader who brings a rolling backpack to work. <laughs> Did you know that his sister-in-law is a respected stand-up comedian? What? What? No. no. And okay, so Andrew Shear's wife's brother was um, the kicker for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, John Ryan. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. I did know that. Yes, who was married to Sarah Colonna, who I worked with at Chelsea lately. Um, oh. And I'm, I'm like, what is she going to do when <laughs> her brother-in-law is like an asshole conservative prime minister? Be nice because she likes being part of the family. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Yeah, like I, yeah, that's gonna be. Huh, yeah, because John Ryan's from uh, Saskatoon, I think, or yeah, Regina? Regina, yeah, somewhere yeah. in Saskatchewan. He's in the I, CFL I, now, I think, too. Uh, yes, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I, I twice I was supposed to go to um, comedy festivals in the prairies, and I've never been, and I really want to understand what comedy audiences in the prairies are like. Um, well, I'll, <laughs> it depends on where you are in the prairies. So what I will say is that. Uh, Alberta is basically what you would expect. It's our Texas. Um, So you can pretty much say whatever you want and they are, they're pretty cool with it. But the, so Mm -hmm. the thing about Alberta is like, it's our Texas in some ways, but, but what it is, is like, they're fine. If you're woke also, I don't know if that's Texas too, but it's, so it's like, you can be like kind of a, you know, woke comedian and, and and have, you know, jokes, or you could be an LGBTQ comedian and have very like, uh, not aggressive is the wrong word, but have like jokes about being gay and all, and they're all good with that. But you could also have jokes where you're, where they're like homophobic or racist and they're also good with that. So it's yeah. like the cut, you know, so it's kind of like the, 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 you know, so two sides of it. So I would say, yeah, in Alberta, my experience is that the audiences will laugh pretty hard at just about anything. Cause they don't really give a fuck what you think. Like Vancouver has that very much culture of I'm not laughing even if I think it's funny because someone else may not think it's funny. And yeah. so it's very much, I'm offended on behalf of the, just in case someone yeah, else on behalf of the gay person that might be in the audience or whatever. The, the thing is, is in most situations when audiences are being too touchy, I always try to be respectful of it, but I started in San Francisco, which is a hissing city. <laughs> oh, San Francisco <laughs> loves to hiss. Um, and like in San Francisco, I do feel comfortable being like, Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like, we all know that this is okay. Yeah, and I think Vancouver has that too. Like, I, I think as a as a comedian, it's okay to call out a Vancouver audience for being a Vancouver audience. Like, they yeah. understand what it is that they're about and what they're doing. So that kind of makes sense. And then I would say um, Saskatchewan is just a bunch of farmers. So just, you know, uh-huh. have a nice time. They don't care, whatever. And then Manitoba, really the only place to perform is Winnipeg, which is a city that's like very steeped in the arts and has like a very like good art scene. And so I find the doing comedy there is very good. Oh, that sounds really fun. Yeah. So you could, you could do it. It'd like, it'd be no problem. Like I would imagine I, performing in Winnipeg would be like performing in like Minneapolis. It'd be like a very similar yeah. vibe. Um, yeah, I was supposed to go to a comedy festival that they had two years in a row and I ended up for work reasons, not being able to go. And I felt really bad. Yeah. With the Winnipeg comedy festival is a great, I did it this year and like it's filmed for television up here. And it's like, it's one of our three major, like we have just for laughs, obviously. And then we have Halifax and Winnipeg. Those are like the three major festivals. 
It was not the it was not the Winnipeg Festival. It was a different other festival. Oh, Odd Block. That was Odd Block. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a good festival too. That's like for uh, you know kind of alt comedians and yeah, it's always a good time as well. So yeah, so you won't regret it if you ever do go to Winnipeg. You'll have a great time. Yeah. I mean, you'll have a great time anywhere in Canada, but yeah, absolutely. You know, but yeah, that's what it's like performing on the prairies. And if you perform in Saskatchewan, it's just mostly the driving to the show that's the worst part. It's like, oh, we're just on flat ground forever and ever <laughs> and ever and ever and ever. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically it. Um, okay, well, we'll move on from that. I don't have a good segue out of that. No, that's fine. Well, so we'll just I, move on. Sort from of there. in a dry spell with segues recently. So I have. What are you talking about? Let's move on. I have not yeah. been in a dry no, spell. You might have to address. Speaking this. of yeah. a dry spell, Saskatchewan. Let's move okay. on to our social media <laughs> updates. All right, guy. We always like to start with the guest. What is going on on your social media right now? I made two comments, one indirectly about Dave Chappelle's special and one directly about Dave Chappelle's special. <laughs> and then it has just been three days of people calling me faggot. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, it's been a noteworthy social media week for me. So I, I actually uh, deleted Twitter from my phone so that I would not incidentally look at it and would only make the choice to look at Twitter on my laptop. That's smart. Nice. That's, That's good. Yeah, That's, I need uh, to do that at some level point. of strength. I don't have. Yeah. What were the what were the comments that you made that were getting people so fired up? Um, well, Joe DeRosa, a, a comic who I love and appreciate, was basically taking the straight guy stance of comedians should support each other. And I was like, comedians should support each other. And then in parentheses, like um, uh, unless they are uh, women or gay. And it was basically just sort of the thing of like where has the solidarity been with like the comedians louis ck masturbated in front of yeah. or you know um comedians should stand up for each other usually only applies to straight guys and if it is like somebody saying flatly women aren't funny or you know uh, you know systematic exclusion of women from uh lineups there isn't that kind of comics should be there for each other and then the like the more focused version of that was just um, comedians should support each other. And one way Dave Chappelle could support me is by calling me faggot less. Um, <laughs> and, and that just sort of trying to point out that like when comedy is so frequently about these tropes of gays are terrible, women are terrible. It reinforces this notion that comedy is not a space for us. Um, and like people don't always think about that, you know? People don't always think about the way that the comedy we do also cu cultivates the audience that comes for comedy. Um, and that, you know, people like me are also comics. And the thing I noticed, uh, someone posted a video of it, the, 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 the really hacky like trans joke he did is like word for word the same trans joke he did in the previous special. No, oh, really? I mean, it's... It's hard to watch. Like, he says, I have many gay friends a couple of times. Like, he does just sound like a dad. And I'm like, maybe I should not be giving this the this degree of, like, respect, you know? Yeah, like, do you... Because uh, I'm curious about this as, a, you know, a heterosexual comedian who's like, you know, I don't think about this often. Like, do you find that that is something that, um, you know, that... It, that is affecting your work like every day? Or do you find that it's like just in instances like this where maybe it becomes more part of the discourse or? 
I mean, the thing is, is, I think I've been doing this for a while. And so there was a time 10 years ago or even five years ago when you would go to a show and literally every straight guy would be saying faggot. And where every, like, so frequently there were no gay people on a show, but everyone had a chunk where they were talking about homosexuality because it was like in the discourse and nobody really thought about the ways that that sort of created a space where, you know, it's it's weird because like there are many successful lesbian comics and lesbians are more frec- fr- like more likely to go watch stand-up comedy. Um, but where like gay guys just didn't want to have to deal with the annoyance or would only go watch Amy Schumer or like a lady who they knew would not be terrible. Like, look, there are other bigger issues with me in stand-up comedy, like me not writing new jokes or, <laughs> you know, just doing 10 minutes of crowd work because it's easy. Um, and, but it is, I, I do get, I do get tired of it being this weird game where it's all, where we are being talked about a lot, but not getting to talk. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me for sure. I think like, one of my favorite comedians from Vancouver, and he's been on a guest on our show before, Darcy Michael. Um, he, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you know him, but he, he talks about that that kind of stuff as well. And I, I think it is interesting. Like, what do you think would be the like sea change that would get more gay men into into like watching comedy? Well, I think that change is happening already in like Brooklyn with there being sort of a scene, you know, Julio Torres just had a special on HBO. And I think people realizing that there are more and different and cool kinds of comedy. And, you know, I think all all types of diversity help that out. My like one of my favorite Vancouver comics is Fatima Dowry. Yes. And um, like she's not queer to my knowledge, but like, you know, just having shouty East African lady from Canada in a show feels like there's, you know, more nooks and crannies for everybody, you know? Yeah, for yeah, sure. She's great. I, she's great. She's also been a guest on this program. And uh, yeah, she I know like when she did the Winnipeg Comedy Festival that we were just talking about and her her performance aired on TV because she talks a lot about like being Somali and like having a dowry and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was like a big thing where people are like, oh, yeah, like I same like I'm identifying with that as yeah, well. It's nice and, to see that. on And TV. I do. Yeah. And I do agree with you that I think it's it's about creating those spaces where um, you know, where that can be, the more spaces like that that are created, the more that just becomes part of the space, right? Well, and I also think it's a lot easier to just sort of like ignore a dude when that isn't, I mean, the trouble is that like every venerable dude of stand-up comedy who gets a Netflix special feels the need to have 15 minutes about why trans people are gross. And like, <laughs> it's a little easier to ignore when it's not, Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais and all the rest of them. Yeah. And it's the first thing you see when you turn on Netflix is like on the homepage there, you know? (laughs) Uh, I hear the Adam Sandler special is very funny though. I need to watch that. It is. It is. And very silly and not so much about how he feels about (laughs) trans people. That's good. Yeah. 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 It's just more about how he gets mad when he loses his wallet, keys and phone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's an entire song yeah. it's just called wallet keys phone i think too like uh adam sandler um you can just tell by the pants he wears just uh he's just comfortable with everything yeah well His there's the, yeah. just like you know yeah. what everything's cool yeah well there's the uh the the tweet from like five years ago where it's uh the fake headline and it's uh adam sandler wears golf moo to premiere of new film <laughs> fart vacation <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh boy. Golf moment. That's wonderful. <laughs> uh, Stefan, what's going on on your social media? I got uh, banned from the Jeremy Renner app. <laughs> Did you actually get I banned? Got, well, I got banned twice, yeah. So um, I have an article coming out Sorry, about this. Sorry, just this guy you know about the Jeremy Renner app? I'm not familiar. Okay, okay so it's, Stefan, it's the, Phil, Phil, Guy, and everyone. And our listeners, might, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the official Jeremy Renner app. Uh, it's made by this, uh, I guess it's this Chinese company that makes like vanity apps for celebrities. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so most of them, it seems like it's it's like Bollywood uh, actors and 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 singers. Um, but Jeremy Renner is on there as well, and and he's had this app for a while. I remember installing it like two years ago, and the only thing that you could really do on it was you would open it up and it would play a cover of uh, House of the Rising Sun, uh, sung by Jeremy <laughs> Renner. And oh, you, sung by him. Sung by Jeremy Renner, and you could oh, not turn it off yeah. at all. Uh, but now he has wow. like original music, so that's what that's what plays now. So if you turn it on, it's a song called Nomad. Um, oh Jesus! It's really good. Um, but I got uh, I got. I feel like listening to that song is really what the Hurt Locker is all about. <laughs> it's like me having being forced to listen to that song in a confined space. It's rough, man. But I got banned pretty quick because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the uh, the screen grabs here, and I tweeted about it as well. Um, and I I feel a little bad because I I think I sort of single handedly like ruined the app. Yeah, that's what people have been saying that in our Discord, and so yeah. I'm anxious to hear. How, I'm anxious to hear how you did that. So I uh, I posted a uh, like it was it's just no, like you go on it, and uh, if you went on like two weeks ago, it would just be Marvel fans saying like, "Hi, Jeremy, what's up, Jeremy? How's it like? Have have a good weekend, you know? Just very wholesome and nice." Um, and I went on and... Uh, and do you think Jeremy Renner ever checks this app? No, fuck no. Okay. Absolutely not. All right. Well, uh, I didn't know if there was like some sort of like reward that they were getting that made them want to keep doing this. That no, uh, Sometimes he'd pop in I and think be like, oh, thanks. I think it's that maybe the type of people who believe that it is Jeremy Renner talking to them. Gotcha. They're very yeah. easily fooled. Um, but he, he's got a picture John, of himself. Have you, John, John, have you ever considered offering your social media consultancy skills to uh, venerable actors over 40 so that they understand this interactivity could help their brain? Um, I haven't, but now that you've said it, I'm thinking like, you know, they come to me and I'm like, okay, here's move number one. Start curling. (laughs) (laughs) You're over the age of 40. This is your prime time. This is going to blow you up. You don't even understand. Uh, I, I haven't thought about a guy, but it does sound like a great career path I can help for you me. With it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, you know more about social media. Sorry for interrupting. No, that's, no, 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 that's okay. Uh, so there's a picture of uh, Jeremy Renner. He's got uh, a pair of binoculars and he's looking right at the camera and he says, have a rockin' weekend, everyone. What's the plan? Um, the first comment is Avenger Girl Tina 89 who says, how cool is this? Uh, <laughs> and then I commented and I said, uh, I will be looking at porno on my computer. <laughs> Uh, thought nothing of it. Um, but the thing with the Jeremy Renner app. And so all this is, is just like a, like a chat room kind no, of like it's a like, news it's, feed. It's that like you... a reskinned like Instagram. Okay. Um, gotcha. and, and what it I is see. as so well. It's, so it's just a picture of him and then you can comment on the picture. Yes, that, but okay. it, I'm pretty sure it's just, uh, there's like a feed connected to his actual Instagram and it just reposts the pictures on the Jeremy Renner app. It's completely insane. Gotcha. Um, but I guess it gives people the illusion of like they're actually interacting with Jeremy Renner. Gotcha. Uh, and, and what happened was I got a reply shortly afterwards. And the thing with the Jeremy Renner app is that when you get a push notification from this app, it looks as though it's coming from Jeremy Renner himself. <laughs> so there's a little picture of Jeremy Renner's face. And then it says from Jeremy Renner. <laughs> and I, I, my friend uh, Jesse Farrar 
replied to me on the app. I didn't know it at the time. And he said, uh, nasty, not cool. And so when I got this notification for like a minute, I thought it was actually Jeremy Renner saying getting that, mad at you yeah, for watching porno. Porno was nasty. Right. You know, uh, but it wasn't. But that sort of um, led us to. So Jesse then made an account and renamed it Jeremy Renner. Uh, because I guess the app company that made it didn't think to prevent people from naming themselves Jeremy Renner. And so then he, there's a video of Jeremy Renner, like driving like a truck or something. And he commented on it as Jeremy Renner and said, uh, Hey, you might not know this, but I was wearing a diaper while I was driving this truck (laughs) and all, all his fans started like freaking out. Uh, so I was getting replies from like this lady in, in like Singapore or something, uh, big, like Avengers head. Uh, and she was calling me like a porno troll and just like freaking out. <laughs> porno troll. Yeah. Warning. This is a big porno trolls. Do not engage with him. <laughs> and then about 50 X emojis. Um, and so I got, I got banned on that account. So <laughs> For being a porno troll. Yeah. That so should I, be your new, uh, Twitter handle. So I, well, so I made a new account called Jeremy Renner porno truth. Uh, and uh, I posted without freedom of speech there is no modern world just a barbaric one which is a quote from uh, uh, Chinese dissident Ai Weiwei Uh, and I said something to ponder given the recent wave of bannings on here and then that was also immediately banned Um, but because the tweet went like semi-viral like other people joined up and now if you go to the app it's just like people pretending to be like other celebrities, people pretending to be like clones of Jeremy Renner, his twin brother. It's just, it's, it's total chaos. Now you look at the recent reviews. It's all people being like, I used to love this app. And that's just like overrun with trolls. So like my bad, I guess. Sorry, Jeremy. You brought discord to the Jeremy Renner app. I, it was Eden. And then you like brought out the apple of the knowledge of porno trolls. Yeah, I, I <laughs> fucked it up. I think they need to do the, the Thanos snap and get rid of like half the trolls there, you know, like I, I do sort of feel bad. And I did actually, I went and I left a review um, to sort of like, cause I, I did feel you wanted to smooth over I, the exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll see if I can bring it up here, but I mean, you guys should install the app while well, you still can. Cause I, I, it's, <laughs> it's not long for this world, I think. Uh, but I, I gave him a five star review cause I, it's I, very I, I felt bad <laughs> and I said, Hey man, sorry about posting the word porno on your app. I didn't really think it would completely fuck up your whole deal on here. I thought you were pretty good in that born movie that I am not a hundred percent certain you were actually in now that I am typing this out. Um, so I think that should sort of smooth things over for now. Um, but like yeah, I said, I think there, if, if one thing I know, it's that Jeremy Renner is not only checking his own app, but he's checking the iTunes reviews of his app. I mean, that so. would be, that would sort of be the perfect ending of this. If it turned out like it actually was him replying to everyone. <laughs> Do you feel like in striking a blow for freedom of speech in an app that is predominantly used by East Asians, you are in some way contributing to the current like tenor in Hong Kong? They're like, um, the protest movement was emboldened by you. I, you know what? I, I sort of, yeah, I, I do like to think that actually. Yeah. I wondered why there was a bunch of, a bunch of Jeremy Renner themed signs at the airport. I'm going to, I'm going to rejoin the app and get everyone to try and join uh, gab and turn gab <laughs> into like a big Jeremy Renner thing. We'll see how that goes. But that's my social media update. There's an article about it coming out on, on Monday or Tuesday, probably that sort of explains it in more uh, detail, but, uh, yeah, detail. That, was, that was my week. Good so, for you, man. Yeah. That sounds like a big week. It was a big week, John. Well, 
I tweeted uh, this. These are some of my own tweets that I tweeted about a okay. life about a life situation. Well, sometimes it's no, just I fine. see that's other okay. people's yeah, tweets yeah. and I talk about them this week. I'm, I'm going to my own account uh, and I I went to Whistler for a couple days with yep. Becca. We're just having a little vacation before uh, school gets back in. And uh, I regret saying vacation. And uh, <laughs> we went to a nice, uh, a nice restaurant in Whistler, uh, the Alta Bistro. Great spot if you're ever in Whistler. But uh, so we were sitting in a, in a kind of corner of the restaurant where it was sort of like just two tables. Uh, so there was like a window on one side, the wine rack on the other side, and then there was just two tables in between. So it almost felt like even though there was quite a gap between the two tables, because of the way it was set up is very echoey. You could really hear yeah. everything the other table was saying. So when we first sat down there, there was an old couple eating beside us. They were all good. And then about halfway through our meal, a younger couple sat down and um, they were probably the worst people uh, alive and um, they just were talking. So what they did was they ordered the chef's menu or chef's tasting course or whatever. So it was just basically you pay a flat fee. The chef makes five courses for you. You get a wine pairing with each course. That's what they ordered. Okay, fine. But then they were, I guess because they didn't know what was coming from the chef, they then proceeded to describe every single dish and sip of wine they were having in unbelievable detail. That was just, I mean, we've talked on the show the last few weeks. You've been forcing me to watch Peep This Out, uh, which is a fast food food review. And I tweeted, I would rather watch six hours straight of Peep This Out (laughs) than this couple because it was fucking tragic, dude. It was like, I could feel how long it had been since they had had sex. (laughs) <laughs> just, I could feel the energy like it was all they could talk about like so they first got the wine so then they're taking like you know they're doing the fucking thing where they you know swish around oh, they the were doing the swish around they were doing the swish around and smelling before they drank it and doing the like thing Ugh. and I re- regret making that noise on a microphone but they were doing that whole thing and so you know the the one the the girl was like oh it's it's really uh really musky and he was like yeah and I'm, I'm picking up notes of like that's very acidic and then they were like and there was like five different descriptors and they were going back and forth and comparing it to other wines that they had had it was like just do, so do brutal. you think maybe you were on that uh, i don't know if that show's still around the what would you do where they put you in like a situation and the oh. producers were expecting you to like just break a bottle on the guy's head or something. Yeah, maybe. I honestly felt like it. Like it was so brutal. And then like the first course came and they said that there was cashew feta on the like whatever it was. And I swear to God, this guy, n- no one has ever said cashew feta more times <laughs> in the two minutes than this guy. He was just like, oh, that cashew feta. I can really, that's interesting. So do you think they make it from cashews? Is that what it's about or what? And so this is kind of like a vegan option this cashew feta and she was like i know isn't it just delightful i love this and then the fucked up part so all this is happening and then the meal gets taken away from them in the wine then they start talking about other meals they've had (laughs) so it's like even when there was no food in front of them they're fucking describing all these other meals they've had like i was just absolutely losing my shit becca was laughing so hard because i was just sitting at the table like i couldn't even look at them it was just Oh, it was Were you guys awful. able to talk or converse or you, you just had to kind of... Well, I mean, we could have, but what would we say? Right. You know, like, I mean, when we're out for dinner, we just talk about regular life. Yeah. Right? You're just like, the, our whole conversation about food is like, oh, is yours good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's like a normal Mine's thing. good too. Like a normal person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sharing hatred of people sitting near you is one of the best things that can happen at a dinner. Very true. Absolutely. Very true. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, good, great point. 
Uh, but it was just <laughs> this is like too far. It was just a little. Yeah, it was like it, it was great, but I but it also pissed me off. Like I forgot how I started to forget how good my meal was yeah. because I couldn't stop. They, it was just not, it was just incessant, you know, and they were just and it. I just couldn't imagine being in such a boring marriage like that. It was clear that that was like all they had to talk about. How old were they? I would say they were between 35 and 40, if I had to guess. All right, that's fine. That's fine. You, you would, I thought you said younger earlier, and when I was imagining them as 27-year-olds, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but, 35 is acceptable, I would say, and sort of. But, like, I'm just saying I would never do it. And, like, of course, no. like, he was wearing, like, a Paisley shirt, and <laughs> she was just, you know, and I was just like, fuck, like, everything about these people. Which one's Paisley again? That's the one with the it's little. It's, like, kind of, like, light flowery yeah, yeah. kind of okay. yeah. yeah it was just brutal and then so the next day we went to the Scandinav spa i don't know if you've ever been there but it's very nice it's like they were you, next this is the best massage i've ever had they're just right next to you yes yeah. literally we went for massages <laughs> and it was like they were like oh is this massage oil lavender <laughs> i can really no i'm just joking but it was uh yeah they were there too and i was like of course i have to see them again <laughs> when i'm trying to relax at the spa but thankfully they were on their way in when we were on our way out okay so. Yeah. And I also think there's definitely a non-zero chance they heard how upset I was <laughs> with that. Cause I was like kind of saying to like, cause she would say something like, Oh, like, you know, Oh, this wine is like, yeah. Like I tweeted, she's like, Oh, this wine is so acidic, you know? And I was like, Oh, I hope it has actual acid in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they maybe heard me too, but did anyway. that kind of make them go like harder or was maybe. it just, was it just Actually, sort of like maybe that's 100 miles an hour the entire maybe time? Maybe they could tell I was hating. No, it was 100 miles an hour the whole time, but yeah. maybe they could tell I was hating it and they were just like leaning in even more. Yeah. Do, uh, do you have a wife or a girlfriend? I have a girlfriend. Um, does she get, when you reach one of those moments where something so terrible is going on that you have to take it to social media, does she get annoyed or like enjoy watching the process? She enjoys watching the process because she was like, she took a picture. She's like, oh, let's do a picture because I had last week when Stefan was making me watch this horrible fast food YouTuber, I was watching it with like the mic like resting against my head like this. And yes. so I was like, okay, let's do a picture where I'm looking like that, but we're like out in public. And so I had a spoon <laughs> yes. in my hand and I was like resting the spoon <laughs> on my face. And yeah, no, she likes it. Like she likes being a part. She runs our blocked party Instagram and she likes being a part of it. She so, knew yeah. it was like content cool. and she knew show. it was good content. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> she, I, it's like one of those things guy where is she sort of like, she kind of rolls her eyes, but like also likes it. It's like a, kind of yes. you know she's like oh really you have to tweet about this but then like i'll tweet about it and then she'll be like okay yeah but that was actually kind of funny and <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's so that's pretty good i think if you were someone who was dating me you'd understand that i'm a slave to the content you know you you know what yes. you, you know what you're getting into when you when you get uh get in a relationship Absolutely. with me yeah um but uh speaking of people we had disputes with let's move Nicely on done. to our block tail did you tweet you brought receipts, Blocktail, woo! No longer can see the post, it's a Blocktail, woo! You probably deserved it, it's a Blocktail. 
All right, Guy, I'm very excited for this for a couple reasons. First of all, I know that you you tweet about this block still, which is great. And also, this is a block that a lot of people wanted you to come on the show to talk about with us because they they said, okay, when you were tweeting about it, they're like, oh, guys, you got to have Guy on the show to talk about this. And uh, so it's always nice when I know that lots of people are excited to hear the story and you're here to deliver it for us. So um, the, the floor is yours. I mean, I am always excited to, you know, air my grievances. Um, sunshine is the greatest disinfectant. It's important to just put things out there. Um, <laughs> I, am blo- I am blocked by uh, uh, Anthony Polevsky, Polewski, however you, do you know how to say his last name? Uh, absolutely not. Anthony from Queer Eye. Okay. Anthony from Queer Eye. Yeah. Uh, it all just comes down to, like, I mean, the heart of this is Anthony's um, social media presence himself, because he is the food specialist on uh, the most recent iteration of Queer Eye, and you can learn this from one out of every 20 of his uh, Instagram posts when there is uh, heavily styled food there, and then the other 19 of his posts are just him being naked and hot. Um, and... Like, the origin of this is pretty much just that I, as a fat gay guy who loves food, was sort of annoyed (laughs) that for Queer Eye, they picked an extremely hot guy who is bad at making food. Um, (laughs) So, in the first season, um, I had some real issues. And look, Queer Eye is a great show. My friend Jonathan Van Ness is on it. Um, And, like, it is a heartwarming show that always made me cry. But in the first season, he, I I mean, it is one of the greatest cultural atrocities that has ever happened in the United (laughs) States. He goes to like, um, like, uh, like black queer eye makeoveries mom and gets her uh, macaroni and cheese recipe, um, which includes uh, cottage cheese. He then grossly misunderstands what she meant when she said blend the cottage cheese with milk and the other cheeses. And he whisks them together instead of putting them in a blender the way anyone who understood how cooking works would do. (laughs) And then just puts them together and bakes them. And one of my truly favorite things is that every time Anthony gets a mom's recipe, they then do not... Like, the mom comes and eats the food, and there's never a reaction shot where the mom says how good it is, because it's not. Because he fucked up her recipe. So, after that one, I said nothing. I held my tongue. I was supportive of other gay people. And then in the second season, he made... um, uh, like traditional Persian rice that is supposed to have a crust on the bottom. Um, and he made rice with nothing else, fa- failing to understand how rice works in Persian cuisine. And he used like three cheats to make the rice stick together. Um, and it was like a fucked up mistake. He didn't know what he was doing. He should have just had a mom come and help him. And then later when Netflix had the show Fat, Salt, Heat, Acid or whatever it's yeah. called... They had a real Persian mom, because the the host of that, the chef, I forget her name, she's Persian. She had her mom come and do it the fucking right way, and hers fell apart a little bit, because even a Persian mom on her best day, like the Tadik, falls apart a little bit. Um, And I said, 
Uh, I was so glad that Netflix had reversed um, their stance on Toddix um, from Anthony. I don't know that I mentioned him, but he saw it and he came for me. And Anthony's army were just like, oh no, Queer Eye is just about supporting people. Why do you have to tear people down? You're so negative. And it's like, because I care about Persian rights. Like, it is hard to do. Uh, I did it for Passover three years ago. Mine sort of held together, but I didn't use fucking yogurt. I didn't bake it like a moron. I did it on the stove like a fucking person. Okay. So Anthony was like, Anthony was like, mine was just a three minute long segment about um, trying to get this guy in touch with his culture. That's an entire show about food. And it's like, her mom took three minutes to make it, blah, blah, blah. The point is, this is all just prologue. This is all just prologue. <laughs> so I myself had a podcast. It was called Pop Rocket, and it was like a pop culture panel show. And one day, one time we did an episode that was sort of like slumber party themed. And one of my co-hosts, venerable gender studies and pop culture scholar Karen Thompson, dared me to tweet something positive about someone I do not like in pop culture. Um, and so, all right, so I, I pulled up on Twitter. What I said was, so in love with Anthony's Instagram, so many great recipes and snack ideas, hashtag Borson, because Anthony has an, he has an, in, like a product integration from Borson Cheese. So literally the only time that he uh, tweets about food is when he is in some way pimping Borson Cheese. <laughs> And I, I tweeted that, and then Anthony just immediately blocked me. <laughs> That's a good cheese, though, I have to say. Yeah, I mean... I do like Boris. It's, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It's a wonderful cheese. Yeah. That is great. That's so good. Because I do... Yeah, I remember... I think it's even, like, the first episode. Um, he makes, like, guac. That's, like, his big thing, is he makes guac. And then the, 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 uh, one of the guys makes, uh, like, a fucking, like, garden. He like nails together like a huge like garden plot and it's like beautiful yes. and amazing. No, Bobby is always renovating your home yeah. and Anthony is cutting up an avocado, <laughs> but he looks good in t-shirts and that's all we care about. I think he's Canadian also, isn't is he? he? I believe he is. Yeah. He? Yes. I believe he was raised in Montreal. Anthony. And to be from Montreal and, and not be like, oh, like the food in Montreal Anthony is amazing. Uh, yeah, he is Canadian. Uh, I mean, yeah, he is pretty good looking. Uh, yeah, he's from Montreal. He went to Concordia. So like a true Canadian boy. Wow. And the thing is, is like, let him be who and what he is. Let him go be a hot guy. Let him take his clothes off wherever he wants. Don't let him pretend that he gets to tell me about how food works. Okay. I have not watched the most recent season because of my beef with Anthony, <laughs> but he, I am told makes green goddess dressing and leaves out the anchovies and the tarragon. And boys, I want to tell you something about this world. There are anchovies and tarragon in things, okay? Sometimes the complex and the hard flavors are the stuff that make life worthwhile. And Anthony is just trying to give you nothing but perfect Caucasian abs and worse and cheese. And I'm saying, like, expand your palate a little bit more. This might be my favorite block. That's easily my favorite block. Yeah. I think one thing you've one thing you've sort of pointed out, guy, that I think is true of a lot of celebs is that when they are doing like sponsored content, they hate when you attack the sponsor thing. 
Like that's what I went yeah. through. Like I got blocked by Marcus Stroman, pitcher of the New York Mets, but formerly of the Blue Jays. And it was because I attacked him for not attacked, but I just basically pointed out that he was essentially doing a McDonald's ad, even though he was like pretending that he wasn't. He was just like, oh yeah, like I had McDonald's breakfast this morning. It's like, did you professional athlete before your time that you had to go <laughs> out and pitch on the mound? You had a fucking sausage McMuffin. I doubt it. Uh, and so, yeah, they seem to be very protective like you can call them whatever names you want, whatever. But if you come after Borson, well, then that's <laughs> fighting words, baby. I mean, that actually makes me sympathize with Anthony a little bit more. He is just trying to protect his integration. And aren't we all, you know? Yeah, that's true. We got to get an integration to protect. That's we our do. problem. I've been trying to get so I do like a Twitch stream and uh, I've been trying to get it uh, sponsored by uh, Boar's Head Deli Meats because I want to be the official esports team of Boar's Head. And we've that like would... we've tweeted at them, and they don't have much of a social media presence. But I we've tweeted at them, and I know for a fact that their social media manager had to have seen it. There was a big spike in their interactions that day because it was like hundreds of people being like, "Yeah, like Boris said, sponsor these guys," and they're just like it like it didn't happen, you know. I mean, the trouble is, Boar's Head knows that they have quality. That, yeah. Like, Boar's Head, I mean, they get to make decisions for themselves. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but I also think, like, you know, a stodgy older brand like that really needs to open themselves up to the new possibilities of social media. 100%. Also, don't sleep on Boar's Head hot dogs. Like, we talk a lot about the sliced meats. Their hot dogs are fucking out of this world. Really? Okay. Good to know. Do we get Boris Head stuff? We up here? don't. So I only got it when I was down in LA. Okay. And I really fucking miss it. Cause that I mean the the cheeses Wait. are great and oh. Is is there no Boris Head in Canada? No, it's brutal. No. I mean fucking enjoy your socialism now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Boris Head, but it's a town in the Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we, uh, we have a great listener block this week as well. And I think, uh, you know, one thing the show has proven through 41 episodes, there are many ways to get blocked guy. You pointed out one that, that we've seen before in, in terms of attacking a sponsor integration. This one, I, I can't say we've I seen. got blocked on the way over here. You did. Yeah. By, uh, Clara Jeffries of mother Jones. Congratulations. Uh, within about with, uh, 10 seconds of replying to her because she posted a tweet saying, hard to read reviews of the Joker and look back to Heath Ledger's performance that make no mention of the Aurora shooting. Seems pertinent. Seems dangerous. And I replied, I was like, hey, are you, uh, are you feeling okay? And then, and then she's then just, like, <laughs> just like immediately blocked That's me. it. Yeah, that's all it took. Wow. So uh, bonus block. Yeah. Bonus block. Yeah, love that. Love a bonus block content. This one a little less dark, a little bit more fun. Uh, this is from Craig, and the, the subject is blocked for memorializing a dead professional wrestler. Uh, over the past few months, I've been responding to random tweets from the Honky Tonk Man's official Twitter account with words of praise for the recently deceased legend, saying things like great advice from the great beyond, hashtag RIPHTM, or one of my favorites growing up, sad to see you go, hashtag RIPHTM, or shake rattle and RIP Honky Tonk Man. The problem, I guess, is that he's not actually dead, <laughs> and these tweets tend to confuse people <laughs> in his mentions who wonder why people are saying RIP to a man that is very much alive after about a dozen of these tweets and a few back and forths with random folks in the honksters mentions i was blocked hashtag r.i.p r.i.p <laughs> thank you craig so thank you for sending that in craig that's all you got to do just pretend someone who's alive is dead and you too could get blocked no that's a that's a that's nice really simple one. yeah, yeah. So, and one. i think too it's a it's a perfect one because it's so easy to believe that the honky tonk man could be dead and that you would yeah. have not have heard about it 
Like you just yes. go, oh shit, did he die? Oh crazy! Like it's very easy to believe. So he's a perfect target for this type of joke. Uh, thank you for sending it in, Craig. If you would like to send in your own block, you can do so at blocked at blocked party pod or sorry at blockedparty.com. Jeez, I almost forgot our own email wow. for a second. Blocked at blockparty.com. If you want to donate to the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash blockparty. $5 a month gets you access to two bonus episodes. Stefan and I just did one where it was just the two of us. We had a little boys chat uh, and uh, we talked about, well, we watched some more peep this out and we just talked about sports yeah. and boys. We've, we've got another cameo episode boys coming stuff. up we this got month ca- with, uh, cameo two episode. very special guests. Two very special guests that you guys will love. Uh, if you like, we are also writing a newsletter that you can get in on. There's some new uh, Patreon tiers you can check out. And we're getting closer to the uh, the $5,000 <sighs> Patreon tier where John will have to smoke weed for the first time ever and we will record a video episode. So, yeah. You've never smoked weed? <laughs> never, not one time. <laughs> Do you know that you live in British Columbia? <laughs> yeah, but I was born in Ontario, guy, okay? <laughs> they make the laws and they follow the laws. <laughs> That's right. We are the people of Canada. Why won't everyone here understand this? Thank you for getting me, guy. Uh, and you can also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Blocked Party Pod. You can rate and review the show. And speaking of, while you're on Twitter, do us a favor. As you know, last episode, we launched our campaign to have an episode 50 very special guest. We are aiming to have Chrissy Teigen on the show. Uh, and a lot of Ooh. you, uh, yes, a lot of you were very kind uh, tweeting at her last week to ask her to come on the show. We'd ask that you continue to do that and continue to do it respectfully. And hopefully for episode 50, uh, Miss Teigen will agree to come on the show with Fingers us. Crossed. We think, I mean, I know for a fact she's got lots of blocks. So yeah. And she follows me. So she follows I can just like DM so, her and ask, I guess. Yeah. But, but I, we think it might be nice if she hears from the people that's first true. that yeah. the masses yeah. want there needs it to be like a groundswell. There you needs know? to be a yeah. groundswell this week. I would say we got started on the groundswell. Let's continue that groundswell. Keep swelling. And just yeah, Just keep swelling, baby. Uh, tweet at uh, and actually that would be a great crossover. Maybe swell water bottles will sponsor our attempt to have Chrissy on the show. There you go. So we just be like, Hey, keep swelling. And then the ground swell. That's something may yeah. get higher. It's a thing. Who knows if it's a thing, but uh, yes, you guys were great at tweeting at her last week. Please keep it up. We only have nine episodes left in which to convince her to come on this stupid show. Uh, and we appreciate it. Now uh, we are here at the end of the show. We like to end the show uh, by having our guests suggest a top three to us. Uh, Guy, what do you have for us, please? Um, I would like to give you guys the option. Okay. Oh, we like Based options. on the content of this show, I would like to say top three Canadian prime ministers or top three sliced deli meats. Oh, I might have to go with deli meats. Sure. Yeah, let's yeah. go deli meats because we've had a few we, we Canadian. We did a historical one last week. Yeah, we so did a historical we did one. Top three battles. We've had a few Canadian things on the show. So yeah, we'll go top three sliced deli meats. And I have to say this comes with the caveat that I've expressed on this show before. You don't like cold cuts. I don't generally eat cold cuts, yeah. but I will... Oh. I will provide a top three. Doesn't smoke weed, doesn't eat cold cuts. But, Goodness. Uh, so, Guy, if you want to do your number three first, and then we'll kind of go around and, and each do our number three, and then... and so Okay. Forth. Yeah. I would, like, I would like to open up with a nice mortadella. Like, it is giving you the energy that a bologna is giving you, but it is, like... But you get to know that you are solidly maintaining your class prerogatives. Um, it is um, the mushiest of possible delicious deli meats. I'm a fan. Okay, that's a great that's choice. A call. That's a strong number three. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, sun-dried tomato turkey breast. 
You got the the sun. Okay, I know how people feel about sun dried tomato. No, no, I was that was going to be my choice. Was it actually? Three. Yes. Okay, our producer is really mad right now. Sun dried tomato turkey is delicious. It's great. Anyway, continue. Um, it's just uh, you get. I, I guess tomatoes. Are, well, it's a fruit, but it's a vegetable sort of as well. So you get you get a little bit of some vitamins yeah, in, in there as well. Fruit, vegetable combination. Yeah. Everyone's um, seeking. And because like just a plain turkey breast, it's it's uh, it's not for me. You know. Uh, it's, it's just too regular, too normal, you know, you need to spice it up a little bit with some sun-dried tomato. All right. So there you go. That's my number three. Yeah. All right. I will go with an old classic, uh, for number three and that is uh, salami. Ooh, I'm just, oh. uh, you know, I'd like, I, it's, uh, it's doing a lot of the heavy lifting in a cold cut combo, which is a great choice of sandwich. And uh, tastes good on its own. Just plain uh, salami. Just plain salami, okay. especially if it's nice. Like, I mean, if I'm going to have a salami sandwich, obviously I'm putting a real nice cheese on there, maybe like a high quality provolone, you know, something maybe like some that. Borsin. Really, yeah, maybe some, <laughs> some borsin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So that's for me is number three, salami. Guy, number two. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the straightforward roast turkey. I don't need any of this sun-dried tomato bullshit. Roast turkey is a canvas. It is a support <laughs> player. Roast turkey is giving avocado a forum. It's giving bacon a forum. You think about a cheese like Emmentaler that would be overwhelmed by a salami or even a sun-dried tomato roast turkey. Emmentaler gets to have its moment on a turkey sandwich. Wow. Sort of, a, sort of showing me up, but I respect yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a great... Dis- uh, yeah. yeah, now I'm sort of regretting my choice. Yeah. I'm going to sort of show up John here, because I'm going to do salami. I'm gonna, I've been getting into this shit recently. Bison salami. Uh, oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. You had, have you guys had bison salami before? No. It's got no. a nice little, like, tang to it. A I nice watched little a bison, bison tang. make salami out of a little girl not that long ago. Oh, that was that... Right, that was... Yeah, there was, was the video cool. of the bison flipping the kid. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Um, but I, I think, for me, the thing with the bison salami is... Bison have sort of been like living on on their high horse for too long, thinking that no one's turning them into <laughs> deli Living meat. on their high buffalo yeah, for exactly. too long. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's about time that you go to the supermarket, you see bison meat, and, and you go, you know what? Like, it's about time you showed up in uh, in like the cold cut section. Because they, they don't expect that at all. Oh, I see. You know? Yeah, because I guess... Also, bi- I, sorry, go ahead, Guy. Oh, let's just remind your Orthodox Jewish listeners, bison kosher. Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. Yeah. Great call. No, so bison salami, uh, basically everything you said about a nice salami sandwich, but with bison salami, John. All right. Very fancy of you to say. Uh, Okay, my number two, I was, uh, you know, you both have said turkey. Like for me, turkey was always my go-to in in my cold cut eating days, but I don't want to, you know, there's people, there's children who are listening to this. I don't want to just repeat everything we've always said. Um, So I'm just going to go with a roast chicken. That would be my uh, very, like of cold cuts, not actual yeah. roast chicken yeah, yeah. uh and that was it, basically everything that guy said it's uh it's easy it goes with everything uh you can really expect it and there's also a flavor uh at safeway they carry here called louisiana chicken oh yeah it has yeah. like a little spice little to cajun it cajun spice little cajun spice yeah. i like that as well so yeah. either a roast chicken or a louisiana chicken that's my number two nice your number one guy my number one i mean like was heavily lobbied from pastrami and corned beef to maybe give them some love or attention here, but I'm going to have to go with straightforward roast beef. I think when you are getting supermarket cold cuts, which I believe was the implicit tone of the conversation we were having, it's never going to be able to compete uh, like the, the pastrami and corned beef. there just aren't as good as stuff you're getting at like a real deli, but like a good roast beef can set up a beautiful sandwich 
and it's throwing a big game, but it lets tomatoes throw a big game. It lets red onions throw a big game. You can put horseradish on there. It's fine work. Also, a hot roast beef sandwich can be very good. Yeah. Yes, for sure. The French dip or beef dip, as we call it up yes, here. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to go with pastrami. Um, You've but, made your feelings known no, for no, pastrami no, on the show yeah, before. Yeah, I do, I do love pastrami, but there's a, there's a grocery store chain up here called Save On uh, Foods. Uh, and, and they do a great, just plain deli pastrami. And, and there's something to be said, I think. To me, it's almost like the color of it is maybe the most underrated part. You got you got this nice pink. Yeah. It just stands out and it really adds something to a sandwich, you know? Yeah. You got the you got the rye bread, you got the pastrami, you got whatever the fuck else you put some Swiss in there, whatever else you want to put in there. I mean whatever. And and it just pops, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with pastrami for my number one. Okay, number one for me also uh you know Canadian tradition oh. would be remiss to not yes, mention this. Thank you. Montreal smoked yes. meat is my number one. It's very good. I yeah. mean you just I mean, yeah, guy, you were just in Montreal. I'm sure you sampled some while you were there. Uh it is just uh it's a phenomenal sandwich. And uh, what I love about it, because I am a simple man. I don't like a lot of the vegetables that would typically go on a sandwich. I'm not a big tomato person, I'm not a big onion person. So for me, uh, having a deli meat that can support itself, like when you go to Montreal and you get a, a traditional smoked meat, it is just smoked meat, mustard, rye. That's it. No cheese. Yeah. No. And don't get me wrong. I love a good cheese, but it just it's something that you can just put in between. Like, I'm pretty sure that's how sandwiches got it invented. For itself. Yeah. It speak for itself. It's just mustard in uh, it's just mustard meat and bread in between bread. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, a great top. Th- I think our, our listeners are going to be like anytime we do a food related thing, people just go people get really completely upset. insane. Someone's going to be like, what's the thing we didn't say that people are going to be really upset about? Ooh. I feel like we covered. I the- feel like we covered our bases. We got turkey. We got beef. Roast got, beef. Yeah. We got yeah. some pastrami, pastrami. We got chicken. I like that you guys made the salami call because I feel like the composite meats, you know, um, they need to have their moment. Absolutely. You know, things yeah. with flex in them. Yeah. Um, I mean, like mortadella almost gestures in the direction of like a pimento loaf and good pimento loaf can be lovely. Yeah, no, it's a great, I think we, I think we really did a nice job here, fellas. Great work. Uh, Guy, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, I would just like to thank you guys for allowing me to go and get a power cord (laughs) before the just saying goodbye to you. Um, (laughs) Also, I will be in a casino in Milwaukee, October 12th. And also I will be in Madison, Wisconsin at the club there at some point in time. I don't know. So basically, I'm just reaching out to the people of Wisconsin and saying, I'm going to be visiting you a lot in the fall. Come see me. Beautiful. All right. uh, they can People can follow you on Twitter at Guy Branham. At Guy Branham and buy my book, My Life as a Goddess, available wherever books are sold. There is an entire chapter about the fine nation of Canada. Oh, Beautiful. Beautiful. Warms our heart. Uh, Thank you again, Guy, for being on the show. Uh, Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Remember, you can donate to the show, patreon.com slash block party. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod. And we'll see you back here next week. We got some uh, Borson cheese. Hashtag Borson.